I want to talk about faith deterrence and uh, um, uh, whenever we're, we're being challenged um, by things we're encountering. So uh, we just went through a, a thing of, of loss in our family. And so I don't want to go through something and not learn something from it. So uh, what gets magnified, especially in death, is, is where our faith really lies. Um, you know, through, throughout all of history, religion is taking circumstances, things that we encounter, and putting a religious connotation to it, saying, because this happens, that means this about a God or a way of life or something like that. And um, that's, that's, basing every, that's basing your faith upon material things, about physical things, uh, experiences, encounters, right? And um, what we have in our relationship with God uh, is, is in another realm. It's in a spiritual realm. And it's, a, it's, it's in a realm that uh, is separate from what we're going through in the flesh. And so, uh, you know, we get born again and by the Spirit into this, this new life, and it's in the Spirit. And so why I say that is, is you know, I, I spend a lot of time just praying in the Spirit for my mom because I don't know what to pray. We, we, are, we are so far from understanding in our minds the realm of the Spirit that it's really ignorant to try to put it in our realm. But it, it, it's the challenge. So we, we have... Everything, we're, we're still in, in, this, in this flesh. And so uh, uh, the challenge to the spiritual realm is always going to be a flesh one. It's always going to be something that is something we're experiencing. And it's going to challenge us in our emotions. And that's why, man, these songs that we sang tonight are, are so critical. Because, uh, you know, even in our readings in First and Second Corinthians uh, recently, Paul is so sensitive to the emotions of people. Why is that? It's because our emotions are our deciders. They are what decide what we're going to do. If you can get somebody in love, they will go through all kinds of stuff. Right? And if you can get somebody happy, oh, you can get them to do something, right? (laughs) That's why people want to modify their emotions by partaking of things because they want to be able to do something that they wouldn't do otherwise. So they'll partake of something. They're they're adjusting their emotions. And, and, um, you know, you can get somebody depressed enough and they won't do anything. They won't even get out of bed. Why? It's their emotions. That's why you talk to your soul because your soul is your decider. (laughs) Now, your your soul is either going to follow the flesh or it's going to follow the spirit, right? And I'm, this is kind of basic, but I want to get into this tonight because we're, we're, the biggest challenges for us are going to be what our flesh is telling us about something we're encountering. And the bigger the challenge, the bigger the opportunity to not, not let it be what leads us. Does that make sense? Now, this this, this is probably, there's two sides of this when it's most challenging. It's most challenging is when there's devastation that's foreboding. And it's most challenging when you feel like you've done it all on your own. And it's because of your flesh that you are as successful as you are. Because that's when pride is coming. You might not see it, but there's a fall coming. Because you're being led by your flesh, right? Okay, (laughs) So let's pray real quick. Father, we just love you so much. We thank you, Lord, that you put up with us the way you do. (laughs) Because, God, your ways are so much higher than our ways. And your wisdom is so far above ours. And and your knowledge is so great, God. And and, uh, we just get little dips of our toe into it, God. (laughs) But, Lord, we just ask you to help us with it tonight. That what we experience in your presence would be something that would help us. And help us to grow in our faith. And to become uh, unaffected by the deterrence to our faith. And so, God, we, we thank you for 
affecting us in this way tonight. We receive of it. We open up ourselves before you and, and say, God, it's, it's, this is for us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I just want to go through a, a few things that, that would be um, deterrence to our faith. And, and, but first of all, I just want to, I want to kind of give a definition of, of what faith is. Because, you know, we get, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What, what's, why do we hope for things? So that we can move towards it. There is, no, there is no purpose in hope unless there's emotion that goes along with it. And so the whole purpose of, of, of having hope is to motivate your faith so that it can be alive. Otherwise, it's dead, right? You can say you believe in God, but if you're not following the Spirit, you're not even a child of God. Right? So it, it, it's the movements that determine your real faith. It's, it's, not, it's not what comes out of your mouth alone. It has to start in your mouth. You have to say it, right? But until it gets your feet going along with your, with your mouth, <laughs> you're just a bump on a log, right? Okay. <laughs> so here's just some of the things that can be, and, and this is, you know, the experience of life. Death is one of the most powerful things that will challenge people in their faith. And it's amazing because everybody's going to die. And if you can just kind of get, get over the emotion of it and put it in its context, and, and that's part of the challenge of a time of mourning is getting past that, right? Where, you know, you're missing somebody. It's hitting you in your heart. But are we going to follow this, and are we going to let it determine how we conduct our nation, slap a mask on everybody, and separate us? And and follow the fear of death into bondage in everything in your life. Right? Man, it's, it's it's the epitome of motivation. And here's the thing about, this is something I noticed with my mom. It's built into our nature. We do not want to die. And we fight it to the very end. Our nature is resistant to that. And so getting this way, one of the most powerful things Jesus did was overcome. And he's, and he's yet going to overcome death. But he took the sting of it already because we know about resurrection. But he's going to get rid of it altogether. So we take that. But, but when you're in the midst of it, your emotions are overwhelmed by it. So, but we're going to look at what you got to do because you can't stay in the realm of the flesh and follow the spirit. <laughs> okay. So our health can be something too, right? We can be challenged by that because we can say, why in the world am I going through something, right? Especially when it comes to things that are promises in the word and we're experiencing something that's contrary to that and we're saying, well, what, what, what? Right? How many have experienced that? And so it's a challenge. And so it's a deterrent to your faith. And so you're trying, and and as long as you stay in the realm of what did God really say, you know, you're going back to the garden then, right? As long as you stay in in the realm of what about what I'm going through, you're living in the realm of the flesh. And you cannot experience the triumph of the spirit. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully this can be something that we're, we're, we're not feeling down about. But man, it should open a door for us because, man, this realm of the spirit. Man, I, my sister gave me this book and I've, I've, I've been listening to it. It's, a, it's an audio book I've been listening to. But man, this guy, he's like a, he's like a doctor and he's, and he's studied out all the, the spiritual beings in the Old Testament and everything about this spiritual realm is so much more deep than we understand you know, there's other spirits in this room right now, you know? Yeah. And you go into certain, that, that's why this place is important. Because this place is set apart to the spirit of God. Yes. Amen. And other spirits don't get to hang around here and have their way, right? right? Yeah. And you go into another occupation that sets itself up for other spirits. Yeah. And you're going to get other spirits. That dominate, and then, and it's not just going to be something that uh, makes people overwhelmed by that that substance. It's going to lead them into other things because there's that spirit. That's what it's about, right? But the spirit that's here is is meant to be something that compels us to come and follow it, 
and to not be led by our flesh. Amen? Okay, so health is one of them. Relationships. How many, how many, one little word from that person that means something to you completely flip your emotional state. Is that right? I don't know about you, but some of the biggest challenges to my faith, to my faith in God, if we'll be honest right now, is the emotions that I feel as a result of a relationship. Is that true? (laughs) And I will lose my ability to believe in God for something because of a relationship issue. Security. Financial security. It can cause you to just not be able to get sleep. And it's really hard to have faith for God when you can't even have faith for sleep. Why? That's because your emotions are being overwhelmed by, some, by a fear of something that God has already promised he would take care of. Right? I think sometimes men might, I don't know, probably women too, but men, men have this, this, this feeling of responsibility, you know, that, that that's a very, it, it, when things get a little bit shaky or, or there's a challenge, what does it do? It hits your emotions, doesn't it? And as soon as it gets into your emotions... It's amazing how you will, you will follow your emotions away from your spirit. Does that make sense? And, and you don't even know what's going on. You're thinking, you're thinking you're just observing circumstance. No, you're not. You're following circumstances. Because your emotion is being overcome by that. Our emotions are so essential. That's why it's so important to get emotional in the presence of God. You cannot be filled with the Spirit of God and not have your emotions know it. That's why joy has to be evidence that you're full. And you will look like it. It will not be possible to be following the Spirit with a big cloud of, who was that guy, Linus or whatever his name was? You know? Pigpen. Was it Pigpen? Yeah. And, and was, was there one on, on uh, Eeyore? Yeah, yeah. He, the cloud just followed him all around all, all the time. He believed for it. And he, <laughs> he got it. <laughs> so, so then <laughs> there's also those dreams that we have in our heart. You know, they, they, they just don't get to fruition. And, and so I don't even know if I matter. You know, one of the biggest things that, that, that is a need in people is to feel like you're important. That, that your life has purpose, right? And did you know that that's associated with God, with your faith? And that if your emotions are overwhelmed by a feeling of I'm not worth it, I don't, I don't, I don't have a purpose, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere... It's actually your flesh. You know, we, we, can, we can try to, you know, analyze stuff and everything else. But bottom line, it's your flesh. And there's something else that we've been given that we can follow instead. But it's very important to, to recognize what these things are, right? So that we can do something about them. So, so let's just be honest here a little bit. So where does our faith reside? And again, the world and all the other religions have their faith in this happens, and so I believe in this. I experience this, so I believe in this, right? Um, If I can ignore things well enough, I can get out of, I think that's kind of what Hinduism is, right? Um, You just sit there and pretend like nothing's going on, (laughs) kind of, right? Uh, let me see. Let me go back here just a little bit. So, where does our faith reside? And um, do our does our and this is a real challenge, I believe, in the church because so much of the time we're talking about the blessings of God, aren't we? How many want to be blessed by God? How many want to be ex- experience something? And we're attaching everything about God to something that we get to experience. I'm going to be healed, I, and I, it's it is, but. But where is our faith? Is our faith in the healing? Is our faith in the blessing? And if the blessing doesn't come, do we lose our faith? 
right? Because we haven't been promised that we'll always have blessings. We've been promised that we'll have trials. And what are trials? They're challenges to our faith. Is that right? And what will that be? All those things that we looked at already, I'm sure there's more, but, but you know, at least those, there's going to be a challenge in those areas. That's a trial. And that's a trial of our faith. And really what it is, it's the following of flesh. Okay? So is our, is our faith in blessings, provision, abundance, and favor? Is that, and, and what happens, it, it's like I, I, was, I was on staff at a church and, and, and there was a lot of teaching about, you know, just the blessings of God. And, and if you do this, you know, I believe I believe that when you sow that you can expect a result. I believe in the promises of God. Amen? But there will be times when we're encountering, you know, you, you consider how long Abraham took that promise of God, how many years passed when he had to go through that isn't mine yet. And when you get into the realm of the spirit, this is something I've experienced with my mom. When you get into the realm of the spirit, it's not limited to this life anyway. And the promises of God do not have a timeline on them. Amen? But until that's really alive in you, you still love this world. And you're still guided by this world. Right? I love the favor of God. But my faith isn't just in the favor. Amen? Okay, let's look at a little bit more. Is our faith in situations when everything's going right? Oh, I must be walking with God because everything's going right. Is my faith in the going right? <laughs> Is it in the opportunities? Is it in the connections? Is it in the escalation of my position in the world? Is that where my faith lies? And if, I, if that doesn't happen, oh boy. Maybe God really isn't God. Do you see where I'm going? And the relationships. Is my faith in a relationship? How many have had, had your emotional rug pulled out from under you in a relationship? <laughs> and if, if your belief, if your faith for your life is connected to a relationship... You'll lose your faith in God. You won't know what's happening. But if you, if you watch people, this happens so much. And what the enemy always wants to do, and I'm talking like a pastor, but he want, what he'll do with anything that we're going through is what he wants to do is cause separation. And what he does is, he first of all, he causes separation between you and the body of Christ. If he can get separation between you and the body of Christ, he can get separation between you and and the head. Amen? Okay. So here's one more, though, that I believe that we can look to tonight and we can get something. Boy, howdy. Pastor Kim, you talked way too long. Okay. <laughs> the realm that is not affected by any of these things. So what we've been brought into in Christ is the realm of the Spirit. But you have to abide in this realm for there to be any effect of it for you. Right? All right, let's just go, I'll go as quick as I can here. Okay. Paul's real life experience. So, so Paul, you would think if there's any guy that you would think should, should be exuding what it means to be walking in the spirit, it should be Paul. Oh, he should be driving a BMW, an electric BMW. I think I was next to one today they you know what they have to do now they have to turn on a little sound so you can hear them when they go to move from a parking space <laughs> otherwise they can run into things people they can run over a person and they don't even hear them coming you know um anyway you would think that paul would be the one that that would exude what it means to be successfully spiritual have all the blessings. Have all the favor. Yay! <laughs> Tears. Trials. Plotting of Jews against him. People don't like me. <laughs> and now, he's not yet bound physically, 
But now God is actually leading him into something that everybody is prophesying is going to be bondage. Don't go there. Don't go to Mexico. It's dangerous down there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> the difference is the spirit was leading him to Jerusalem, right? And uh, I don't know. I think the spirit's leading me to Mexico. Okay. <laughs> He knew, he even knew that he was going to be bound. And yet he was being compelled to go. Wow, the spirit was leading him into bondage? How many want to sign up for this now? <laughs> Did you know that the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days? And it wasn't just to be without food. It was to be tormented for 40 days. It wasn't just at the end that he got tempted. He, he experienced stuff those, that whole period of time. What are we into here? I'll tell you what. If we don't get a clue on this, we, we stay in the realm that is subject to these things. But if we follow Jesus, if we follow Paul, we get into a realm that is unaffected by any of these other things. Amen? But none of these things, and here's the key, move me. He says, I'm going through all these things, but they do not move me. What moves somebody? Faith. That means that Paul did not believe in these things. These things did not, they were not needed for his faith. Right? Right? He didn't need things to go right. He didn't need to get out of trials. He didn't need to get out of difficulties. Because his faith was somewhere else. Amen? I do not count my life dear to myself. Now, when you think about life, it's everything that can, you, can affect you in this life. It's not just your, your, your breathing, your, your physical life. It's everything about your life. I do, he says, I do not count my life dear to me. How do you count something? That means you're actually considering its worth based upon something else. You almost, you have to do this on purpose. And I believe that this is a work of the spirit that will happen as we are in the spirit. He will help us to begin to put things in perspective. Have you ever done that? You've gone through something. Man, I, I, I had this happen during this, this period of time. It was am amazing how I was getting hit with some emotions, just relational things and some, some stuff. I, was, I go out on these hikes, you know, and I start talking to God. And it was amazing. I'd ask him for help. And in just a few moments, it's almost like I couldn't remember what I was being upset by. God will help us. If we go to him for that. Amen? Even with my mom. It was amazing. Right when she passed. I, you know, you don't know how you're going to react. And man, I just kind of exploded with joy. It's like, what is this? I mean, I'm crying, but you know. You know? Because she's released. This is real. This isn't something that... It, it, if we don't really believe this, then, then quit pretending. You know, <laughs> he says, so that I might finish my race with joy. Well, that sounds like an emotion, doesn't it? It sounds like an emotion that he's following into something that looks like a trial. Oh, so that means through it all, through it all, I need to talk to my soul. Amen. And we need to have an adjustment, an emotion adjustment. Why? Because my faith doesn't lie in what I'm going through. My faith lies in the one that's going through it with me. Amen? And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. All right, let's look at this. So... David is a great example, um, and I just want to use this 
real quickly because he, he uses this, this phrase that I think is so important. <clears throat> and we have something to do with what we are following after, what we are setting our affections on. I do not believe in any of this stuff that people say, I just can't help it. I just have feelings to follow after this kind of a person. I just can't help them. And you better not challenge me in that or you're going to jail. I don't believe any of that. Here's what I, I, I believe, that any normal person can become perverted and wrong if they set their affections on those things. And I believe every normal person that's done that is, a demonstra is being demonstrated in that kind of a lifestyle. It's not something you're born with. It's not something. Now, there might, there's some people that might be challenged in different ways, but, but you have set your affections on certain things. So it becomes important for us to understand that, that what we are, are doing in this world, in, it's like Paul said, I don't, I don't count my life. That means I don't set my affections on things of this earth. I don't give them value. All right? So David is talking about, this is the end of David's life. He's, he's getting ready to turn all, he, he's getting ready to take the biggest offering ever. This is like a multi-billion dollar offering. It's amazing. It's the complete pouring out of everything that he's built up. And there's a glory associated with it. What enables him to do that? Let me just look at this. Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. He just, he just gave a list of all. He said, I'm pre I've prepared an offering. And it gives a list of what all that offering is. It's gold so that they can make the things for the temple. It's silver so they can make the things for the temple. It's all these things that he's put together to make. What is that? That's a movement of faith in a God. He's built up all these resources. It's, this, is, this is the culmination of his life. And he's getting ready to give it all. Now, that, you can say, well, that's David. He's, he's filthy rich. It, you know, when people that are rich are giving something, it's not a small thing. I just had a pickup given to me, and you know what? I could say, well, that's just him. He's got a lot. No, it's a big thing. And I give praise to God for it. Amen? Now, you can start analyzing this and doing all kinds of stuff like that, but you know what? The blessings of God are great. And David had this attitude about this that this is for the kingdom of God I'm going to pour out my this is an act of faith on his part what is moving him in this what 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 has caused him to to put all this together to build a house for God it's because from a child he has set his affections he set his affections when he's out in the world wilderness and it didn't look like that promise that he was a king was ever going to come to pass. When he's having to camp out in caves. This didn't, this setting of affection didn't wait. No, it's, it's because of that setting of affection so long ago that he's able to actually move in this amazing demonstration of faith right now. He says this, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver. So David, the example, the man after God's own heart, what is being demonstrated in, in, through him is what it takes to get free from this realm that will de deter our faith and keep us from getting to that place that God wants to take us to. Amen? So I love this psalm, and, and, and um, I, I've kind of tried to get rid of the, I, I want to read the whole thing, you know, because it's so good. And he says, enemies are coming up against me. And you could, you could kind of put your own spin on that. This thing is coming against me. Death, relationships, insecurity, 
All these things are coming up against me, threatening my emotions, threatening me with fear, threatening me with these things, right? He says, but one thing have I desired. One thing I set my... Now, this isn't just like a... a, a, We can't just get super spiritual about this and just say, this is all God going to do this and it's all by... uh, No, it's us setting ourselves on it. Because until our uh, emotions get associated with the promises of God, we're not going to act on them. One thing have I desired. How much are we actually desiring just the presence of God? Do you know how powerful that is? Just desiring the presence of God? Faith and everything else that we can believe about God is contingent upon our desire for God. Our raw emotion for God. Our joy in his presence. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Oh, the, the irony of this is you don't even think about the desires of your heart. You're, you're just consumed with him. Amen? And all those things that, that the world, the important thing is not to get consumed with the things he's going to give you, but to recognize that when you're concerned about the things that you need, that you recognize that they're covered if you'll take care of him. Does that make sense? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. So what he's talking about now is a place of residence. He said, there's a world around me that's coming around me. It's, it's, It's given me all kinds of reasons to be fearful and to give up on God. But I recognize that that's a residence of my flesh. And I have an option to abide elsewhere. That's why he says, one thing I desire is to abide elsewhere. What we've been given in the spirit is an abode that is unaffected by anything in this life. But we have to practice that, especially when it's in the middle of a, of a trial. Amen? The important thing is to prepare for that ahead of time by loving God all the time. Amen? Just really quickly, one thing I'm really concerned about, and I I might actually talk about this on Sunday, (laughs) is God is a jealous God. He didn't want to share himself with anybody. And when it comes to a church, he's not coming to a church that has band-aids all over it with fresh sores underneath them. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, so, I'm so grateful for the grace of God. But I, I, I feel a, responsibi- a responsibility to stir us up in a holy fear of a God that's coming back for a church that's spotless. You know, my mom wanted to go in the rapture, and she's going to go before us because the dead and Christ will rise first. But there's going to be a lot of believers that are left on the earth because they aren't actually living for God. They don't actually have a desire for God. They're not actually living in the Spirit. There's not actually an evidence that they are walking in this place that Jesus gave his life for us to enter and abide in. And it says very few are going to find it. It's, it doesn't say this is made for the masses. It's made for those who really want it. Really want him. To abide in him. Amen. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In his pavilion. In his pavilion. That means it's going to be the place where he resides. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. This is a different place than what the world can come against us with. This is me residing in another place that's above it. Has nothing to do with an interpretation of a flesh. We cannot 
We cannot abide in the realm of reason, in the realm of reaction, and expect to be above it. <laughs> to abide in the spirit is to abide above those things. Amen? And now my head shall be lifted above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of an emotion that's commensurate with a God that's above, living in that spirit. I will say, sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. I'll raise a hallelujah in the middle of whatever. Amen? What is that? Is that just you thinking you can come up with a praise that's good? No, 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 no. This is not just about a praise fixing something. You're just saying a praise. It's not just putting a praise in your mouth. If you're not actually living in the spirit, the praise is just a mockery. Amen? If you're actually following the flesh, the praise, the, the praise doesn't fix that. It's what moves you is what decides your faith. Okay. So Psalm 91, how many like this? This is a wonderful one. We like to just really claim that, right? But what is it saying? It's talking about a residence that's different than the world. It's a spiritual residence. Amen? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him will I trust. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. You have made it your dwelling place. You have set your affections. You have decided to abide there. Amen? No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Now, they're going to come at you. You're going to experience the trial, but you're going to live above it. Amen? Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. This is God's promise. Because he has set his love, his emotions. There is no reciting of scriptures there's no just running and, 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 and acting silly. There's nothing that will take the place of just setting your love upon God. Amen? He said, therefore I will deliver him. I'll set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will, did you hear that? I will be with him in trouble. That means you're in trouble, but he's with you. Amen? Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulations, but be of what? Get your emotions associated with this until your emotions, until your emotions are associated with it. Your faith will not follow it. Amen? He shall call upon me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Okay, 2 Corinthians 5, 1 here. Finally made it into the New Testament. All right. Alternative dwelling is our choice before and during the deterrence. So, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians, we just read this, right? <clears throat> For we know that if our earthly house, this is the flesh, right? This tent is destroyed. We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. What is that? We're so concerned about this dwelling of our flesh. Now, and if you can kind of put that in the context of your whole life, right? And God says, or Paul was saying, he said, you know what? This tent, this, this thing that means so much to us, that we're so susceptible to, that we want to follow after and care for. He said, if it's destroyed, what really matters lives on. It's still built. It's still standing. Amen? <laughs> and it's not made with hands. It's eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. 
If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality shall be swallowed up by life. Now, this is something that we're looking forward to, and, and, and this is a wonderful thing about a time of, of grieving and loss, is that you can become more aware. It's real all the time, that everything about this life is going to perish. <laughs> and somehow it gets magnified like it's the end of the world, that we're going through something. And he says, let's just get to, let's get to the bottom of it. You can take it all away. And what you have in me is still standing. Amen? So, so we, we're, we're going to groan in this tent. We're going to experience things in this tent that are uncomfortable. But understand that what really matters is another tent that's, that's bigger than this. <clears throat> and all this mortality is going to get swallowed up. By life. Now, he who has prepared for us this very thing is God, who's also given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So here's the wonderful thing, that, that in the Holy Spirit, we've been given access to a re that realm. But it's very necessary to access that realm. Amen? So we are also confident, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So he said, you know what? If your home is this body, you don't get to be with the Lord. That makes sense? <laughs> if, you're, if you're at home in the body, if you, man, this is where I live. I love the world. I love all the things I get from the world. I, I love all these things. He said, that, that's your home. But you don't get to experience something that's bigger than that. And actually, by making your home in this, in this world, you're limiting your ability to be abundant in this world. Because when you live in the realm of the spirit, now you can dominate the things in this world. But as long as you're living in this world, you can't access the power of the spirit to affect this world. That's why it's almost meaningless to say, pray for me, I'm going through this in a... In a I don't, want, I don't want to go. We need to pray for each other. We need to lift each other up. But, but a lot of times prayers are being lifted up from a, a, a worldly position. It's like, oh, this is terrible. Let's access God that we don't ever actually abide with or love or, or enjoy being with or desire. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's reality. And that's why prayers go unanswered. And that's why we don't even pray right sometimes because we're not in the Spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit gives us so much power to actually pray the way we should. And to not lean on this. Because most of the time this is just fleshly perception of things. Amen? So he says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, that sounds like you want to, I just want to die right now and just slip up on into heaven. No. <laughs> Did you know we can do that right now? We all can right now. We can, we can remove ourselves from the power of our bodies right now to affect us. And enter into the realm of the Spirit by the gift of the Spirit. Amen? <laughs> Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to God. He said, that means as long as I'm in this body, or if I go to be with the Lord, I want to be well-pleasing unto God. That's my, that's my goal. Amen? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one of us may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So I'm so, I'm so grateful for the grace of God. Man, he's, he's putting up with so much, and he's, he, praise God for, for the blood of Jesus that covers all of our sins. But where are we going to abide once we are bought by the blood? That's up to us. We have to choose. Amen? And circumstances, it can, it's amazing how small some circumstances can be that can cause 
a disruption of our emotions. I leave my socks on the floor, and man, it is a problem. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but a lot of times when you trace somebody's, you know, somebody's in complete turmoil, and you trace it back to what the, the real reason of it is, and from your perspective, because you're not in it, it's like, really? You know what I mean? I think God, God has just got to, he might just, might as well just put up a billboard saying, really? You know? <laughs> that might be a good thing to just put out here, right? Really? <laughs> That's funny. Okay. All right. Let me see here. Let me just go. I got 2 Corinthians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulations. So we've talked about this before, but what, what happens in the comfort of God is he takes us where we are and he, sh- and he shows us a better place to go. And where is that? That's into the spirit. But what does comfort do? It transforms emotions. Every time you receive comfort, it's... If it's actually, that's like a, 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 I was at the gym today and a lady had a comfort dog in the gym. It was a, I think it was like a, I don't know, a golden lab, a golden retriever or something. And I'm thinking, <laughs> anyway, what was that, that dog doing for her? Oh, it's making her emotions just settle down and just, and she's being peaceful and happy (laughs) what does comfort do it transforms our emotions doesn't it so that we can go ahead and work out (laughs) but what is the purpose of the God of comfort in our life to transform our emotions to take care of what seems to be like a big deal and to to fill us with an ability to move forward in the steps of faith. Amen? Who comforts us when? In all our tribulation. That we may be able to comfort those who are in in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. God's all about transforming emotions, enabling faith. Amen? (laughs) Getting people to move. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, here's the wonderful thing that he's pointing out here real quick. Are you with me? Are we we good? (laughs) Is. It's kind of like in James. uh, The trying, uh, uh, count it all joy. Why do you count it all joy? It's because... (laughs) You need to have an emotion that provides strength for you to overcome this thing from a position that's above it. Amen? So when you're going through a suffering, you're saying, well, I thought Jesus did all this for me. He he did it all so that he could be with you in it and cause you to overcome it. Amen? (laughs) So what is the consolation that I am more than an overcomer in the middle of it? Amen? I've got one more. Are you good? This is what we need here. For if you live according to the flesh, the, the, oh, let me just say my statement real quick. The flesh leads to peril, but the spirit to life. What are we going to follow? Amen. I, wanna, I want us to be encouraged. This. All of us are going to go through something. All of us might be going through something right now. I'm going, we're continually being. The enemy looks, he's going about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And if you're living in the house of the Lord, he can't get to you. If you're living in the house of the flesh, he may. Right? That's why Jesus said, if you build your house on these things, what are, that's going to be a house built on the spirit. He said, my spirit, my words are spirit in our life. He said, if you'll build my, your, your life upon my words, it won't be able to be overcome by the storm. Amen. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you, by the Spirit, put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So, a lot of times, I've, uh, man, I've made this like a personal getting over, you know, bondage thing, you know. Oh, man, I got to overcome this, you know, by the, you know what this is? It's just living in the Spirit or living in the flesh. 
And it doesn't have to be some major, you know, uh, flesh bondage thing. It's just a choice to live in the flesh or the spirit. And so any choice we're, made, we're, we're following after the, in the flesh that's, that's being moved by an emotion of fear, of worry, or anything like that, it's, it's not the spirit. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Man, he was doing really good. And then he got to that last phrase, we suffer. Oh, also there's our flesh is always going to be trying to dominate us by a suffering that it's going through. Any kind of suffering that it's going through. And it says, no. We just consider ourselves to be overcomers. Every time the flesh comes up, we say, no, I abide in the, in the spirit. So, praise God. We're, we're overcomers tonight, amen? But I want to encourage you. I, w- I want to encourage us. There's a realm of the spirit that we are just barely getting into. That is where we're going to live. I was thinking about that today. You know what? We're going to live in heaven. And we're not going to have any of these things in the flesh that we're used to being following after. Now, we're going to be like, it's going to take me a while to get my bearings. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we're going to be living in a realm that's just spirit realm. I want to start, and we don't have to wait till then. We, he said, I've given you my spirit so that you can go there now. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Is, is, is to allow us there to be this release of the real that can overwhelm the realies, you know? Some people have the willies. We have the realies. 